Hey, Dylan Kelly here, host of the Wave Break Podcast. Excited to get into this episode, but first, here's a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the Wave Break Podcast is brought to you by Clavio, the growth marketing platform most recommended by other business leaders. Listen, in uncertain times, you need to be supporting your community and growing relationships with your customers. It's going to be appreciated. It's going to be remembered. It's going to be shared. And in good times and bad, this type of communication that's open and empathetic with your customers is key. This is a key theme that we've been talking about at Waybreak. I've been preaching this on the podcast. And when you're communicating with your customers in this way, the best way to do this is with email. It is and always will be one of the best channels for delivering communication like this. And what I love about Klaviyo is that email is one of its core offerings. And their personalization that you can do inside Klaviyo is just, it can't be beat. And when you leverage that personalization driven by a 360 degree view of the customer, these emails are going to feel more relevant and they're going to drive even stronger relationships. And Klaviyo gets it. They're not just, you know, some company. They understand how challenging it is right now for every entrepreneur. You know, it was hard to get your business off the ground and navigating these times is even harder. And if you're feeling overwhelmed with growing your business, know that you're not alone. Klaviyo is here to help you build relationships across any distance for your brand and create memorable and meaningful email marketing moments that last a lifetime. And that's how you build a successful e-commerce brand. And this is why I love Klaviyo so much, because they're on the same page with me and Wavebreak. is like, we're not just about making more revenue. That's great. But what this is really about is an opportunity to create an amazing community with your customers. And the best way to do it is with email. And if you're not on Klaviyo, you got to get on Klaviyo. Visit klaviyo.com to schedule a free trial. That's K-L-A-V-I. IYO.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Waybreak Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Kelly, founder and CEO of Waybreak, a leading email and SMS marketing agency to e commerce and direct consumer brands. Today on the show, I'm joined by Andrew Case. But before we get into that, just want to talk about the update in the state of the market. The most successful brands right now are already focused on 2023. And the main thing to focus on is retention and making the most of what you already have, your existing customers. And for too long, brands have focused on acquisition only. Even now, a lot of brands are scrambling to figure out TikTok and try to turn it into what Facebook was in 2016. But it's not enough to cut it. You need best-in-class lifecycle marketing through fully optimized email and SMS marketing. We're working with brands and auditing accounts every single week, and we still see companies that could drive two to three X revenue from their existing email and SMS programs within a matter of a quarter. And that's most brands. This isn't just like, you know, the select few, even $100 million companies and beyond are leaving this revenue on the table. And next year is going to be hard either way, but brands that have retention dialed, they have their email and SMS marketing dialed are going to have it a lot easier. And that additional revenue and performance from high ROI channels like email and SMS, that is your solution for growth over the next year. Yes, keep on doing everything else, but you need to be maximizing performance from these channels and most brands are. If you want to learn more about partnering with us and how we can help you, and if you've listened to the podcast for a long time, you haven't reached out yet, take this as your sign. You can learn more about partnering us with us in the new year at wavebreak.com. Co. That's waybreak.co. Today on the show, like I said, we've got returning guest Andrew Case, uh, third third appearance on the show. We're talking about Noonbrew, how he scaled it, and the exact framework behind his most recent six-figure product launch that happened in a single weekend. All right, let's jump right into it. Andrew, thanks so much for coming on the show again. 
Yeah, excited to be here. This is fun. Yeah, what's 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 new? You've got a new product launch. Um, you know, the brand's been growing really fast even since we last talked when it was already growing fast. You launched last year, officially you're in business. I mean, so many different things have happened, but uh yeah, what's what's new on your side? A lot. A lot is definitely new since I think we talked in May last. When we yeah. talked in May, we had just launched Honey, which was a good launch. Um, right now, we just launched our second major superfood tea, which is Moonbrew. That's our nighttime tea, which is amazing. Um, so it's like a, a chamomile and valerian root based tea with 14 different superfoods that help you with falling asleep faster, with getting a, a better night's rest, and also waking up refreshed. Um, so that did really well. And uh, yeah, we had an interesting summer. Um, we changed up a lot of the business model. So a lot of the business model before was driving subscriptions. Um, and we realized over the summer that people didn't necessarily want to subscribe, especially if they're going to be traveling a lot. Um, so we switched it to higher priced bundles where people could buy a one pack, a three pack or a five pack. And that transformed our business overnight. It, really drove a higher new customer AOV. Um, and that allowed us to scale on Facebook, which was really exciting. So that happened in August. And like, you could just tell, like, there was just a, a huge jump in sales, like overnight. Um, so that was a really, really big realization. And um, yeah, everything since then has been on the up, which is exciting. Yeah, that's amazing. Like I've always been like a proponent of bundles because I've seen what they've done for like the brands that we work with, especially as CAC um, continues to get more and more expensive. Like if you can push up that that average order value. But like what's really interesting about what you're saying is, you know, I feel like for so long, everyone's like subscription, subscription, subscription. That's what you need to be pushing. That's what you want. You want the recurring revenue. Like were you scared to test into, you know, all right, so instead we're going to bundle everything. We're going to lean away from the monthly subscription up front. Like what was your, cause that's like a big change, especially for a business that was building primarily on the back of subscription. Um, so how did you think about that initially? Cause I'm sure there's a lot of brands listening who are really heavy into subscription or like, Oh, we don't want to give that up or, but obviously it's fueled a lot of your growth. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a few different things that we thought about within that one was um, we'd rather take the money up front instead of having to wait three months for it. Because if you do subscription, you also have to have, let's say you do three months of subscription, you have to pay three pick and pack fees and three shipping charges. So especially if you have a product that is over a pound, like that gets really expensive and eats into your margins. So for us, it's more effective and more efficient to ship it all out at once, a three pack bundle or a five pack bundle. Um, so that was really interesting. And from a pricing strategy standpoint, like we did, we had $48 for a 30 serving pack, $36 or $39 for a subscription. And then $89 if people wanted to do a 90 serving subscription. And now our highest price point is $150 or $160. And our three pack is 119. So the big realization that I had is that people want to spend more. You just have to give them the option to spend more. And like, I didn't have, I didn't think that people would spend over a hundred dollars or $160 on tea. Um, but giving people the option to buy those five pack, six pack bundles, giving them the option to add more 
within post-purchase from reconvert or the swing out cart with rebuy um, that has really, really boosted our AOV. Um, and I'd rather have that than to have subscription at this moment. Um, we still have a lot of subscription revenue. Um, we have an upsell when you click to buy the 30 serving pack, we upsell you on the subscription. So we, we get orders from that. Um, but yeah, bundles definitely, at least for right now, are what we're driving into. Wow. That's awesome. So can you can you even subscribe on site or yeah. no? Oh, you can. Okay. Yeah. Just when you click add to like cart the on the page. 30 serving, yeah, there's a pop-up that that appears that gets you for a subscription. Um, so save like Got 25% it. plus get like a free 10 serving travel pack with your order. Yeah. I mean, that's super, that's super interesting. I mean, I've heard similar things. I think it also like depends on the brand and product too. Um, but it's like, that's why you got to test these things. I feel like so many times, you know, I'm talking with other founders, other marketers, it's like, oh, this could work. This could work. You check in in six months and it's like, they still haven't really tested it. Um, and you never know like what is going to unlock growth after that. Um, which I know this has unlocked a lot of growth for you. Like you've said. Yeah. And you also have to test like the big things. Yeah. I think that a lot of people, when they see on Twitter, like, oh yeah, like I put like some type of like disclaimer below my add to cart button and it drove like a 0.17% blah, blah. It's like, no, you have to test like these big changes. Um, and you have to know how to test and like, you have to test for long enough to really see results. So you can do it through Google optimize. You can do it through a bunch of these different tools, but like the big things that we tested are pricing strategy. So that was a humongous test that we did. Um, and we did that quickly. You know, we had that idea and like within 24 hours, we implemented it and we saw the changes overnight. And then also um, we noticed that a lot of people weren't scrolling down to our pricing. So like our pricing was like 50% down within the page. Um, so we noticed that people just weren't hitting our pricing section. So we raised that up immediately to after you scroll through the hero section. Um, that's the first thing that you see. And that has really drove higher conversion rates too. So a lot of like the 80-20 rule applies to price or to, to testing where like the top part of your website has uh, the most activity. So you should really be testing a lot of what's on the top of the fold versus anything below the fold. And that's where you're going to see a lot of more, more efficiency and more results. Yeah. I mean, it makes, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and then I know pricing is such a huge lever. We've had clients do similar too, where like they've increased the price and then they like increase the discount on the first order. So they end up making more on the first order, but the discount is bigger. So like people convert like twice as twice as much, um, which is crazy. But it's like, yeah, small things like that. That's like not a color on your landing page. It's not like a different type of ad creative. It's not, you know, how do we put another 100K into TikTok? Um, I think like a lot more brands do need to focus on like what you're saying, like product positioning, um, pricing, all of these things. That even the offer. Like, yeah. Even the offer. What, tell yeah. me about that. How do you think about the offer? Cause I know you've gone through, like you said, you've gone through quite a few, but how do you think about offers? Like even just like, you know, at a high level for brands in general. So the way that we think about offers is like, what do we want people to buy within everything? So like we include gift with purchases a lot on our 30 serving pack, our, um, three pack and then our, our five pack. So the three pack one, we give away either honey or a frother. Um, and then the five pack, we give away honey and frother. So that's a lot of like what we're 
we're looking for within everything of like how do we um how do we optimize the offer how do we optimize who like what, what we want to um to really have people purchase and like how do we drive a higher aov from all of that so yeah like i think if the purchases more people should be doing that because it really drives a higher conversion rate and a lot of times it is better than giving 10 to 15 percent off because what you offer within there has a higher value point and also a lower cost. Definitely. And then also like the perceived value. I know something you do really well is like contrasting the, um, the 30 serving for like 50 bucks to the 90 serving, which is like basically like, you know, three of those for instead of even being like, you know, 20% off, it's like the price of what is it like $90 for a three pack versus $50 for a one pack essentially. Um, yeah. And yeah. then you get that money up front, like you're saying. Like, I think that's something else that like works really well. And then people have a 90 day supply or, you know, two month supply, depending on how often they're jerky. And it's like a better customer experience that way too. Exactly. Um, yeah. No, it's, uh, it's all like psychology driven. It's all like testing. Um, also looking at like backing up into your cogs too. So you want to see what like the gross margin is within all these. But like, yeah, if you have a $160 product, um and that raised your aov then all of a sudden you can start spending more money on the front end on ads and how do you think about spending on the front end like are you are you first order profitable are you trying i don't know how much you want to get into this either so we could we don't have to go too into yeah yeah. are you trying to be Um, first order profitable do you care more about the back end i'm sure it was different when your subscription now you're trying to sell more bundles what does that look like yeah so i mean it fluctuates you know like in september things were really, really good. We had like a great Labor Day sale. We had all these different types of um, types of optimizations and like the ad prices were super low. Um, obviously in November, the ad inventory is a lot more expensive. So it's been tougher within that, but um, you know, we're running profitably, which is great to, to have, um, especially like scaling wise too. So um, in terms of first order profitability, we're not first order profit profitable um from like a total standpoint but like since we have a replenishable product that a lot of people um reorder and we have a really high reorder rate especially once we do like these different sales and we do these different cross sales like when we when we launched moonbrew that was just to our audience and our customer base so like that was super profitable um that like we're not totally focused on first order profitability but like we know that like if we just continue getting a lot of customers like that'll eventually compound and become really profitable for sure i love that like and i do think that's the future of brands is like if you can capture that community and launch more products to them that's that's the winning formula um and let's talk about totally that. So like, like we had like you know four times the amount of clavio profiles for this last moonbrew launch than we did on the honey launch and like it was such a bigger launch velocity wise and like um order wise so that really helped us within that. So like, yeah, I think that like, you just have to, the thing that I think about a lot is like, you just have to like stay in business <laughs> um, <laughs> because like opportunities come up within that as long as you like stay the course, I would say. Yeah, for sure. I know. And it's hard to do that. It's also hard to be patient at the same time. It's like, it's probably a good thing. You didn't launch noon brew, moon brew and honey on day yeah. one um versus you know now rolling out new products over time i'm curious so last time we spoke it was during i think it was during the honey launch um or like around that time 
What did you learn from the honey launch that you did differently than when doing the Moonbrew launch? So for the Moonbrew launch, we teased it a lot more in our noon recharge. So noon recharge is our weekly newsletter that we send out every Friday. It gets like a really good open rate. Um, and it's it doesn't sell people. It just like is, you know, Im- cool images. It, it gives like a quick update on the business um, and like shows reviews, but it's like, more of a community play, I would say. Like a lot of people write it and saying that they love the new recharge. Um, so we, and then when we do sell something on the new recharge, like it gets a really, really great um, conversion rate just because people are like, oh, now's the time to buy. So for the past two months, we've been teasing that like we'd have a new tea coming out, that um, this is going to be a nighttime tea. And, um, we did like a special VIP sign up. If you put in your your phone number, and we collect a lot of different SMS from that. And we did that the Friday before we launched it. So we launched it on Monday to all of our customers. Um, we had you know, just a crazy day of sales. And then on Tuesday, we sent out the same email, um, but we sent it to everybody that didn't open up on Monday. So like that's like a little hacky type thing, but that was like a really, really big driver of sales as well. And I don't think that enough brands do that, or maybe I, they do. I just don't realize it. Some um, overdo but, it, but it is yeah. true. Not enough yeah. brands do take advantage of the resend or even just like increasing send volume, especially during November and December, this time of year, because your inbox is just full of content. Even if you have the best subject line, if your email is buried under, you know, a hundred other emails that got sent from every other brand that day, especially during like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you know, (laughs) your subject line doesn't matter. Increase the volume, resend to people who don't see it. I know so many people are like, oh, I don't want to, you know, annoy my customers. They didn't even see your email. They didn't even open it. Oh, yeah. So you're not going to be annoying them. (laughs) We get get a a few people that are like, hey, stop sending emails. But like, you're going to get those people. They just bought yesterday and they're like, unsubscribe. I never even heard of you guys. It's like, actually, you have a package on the way. But yeah, uh, no, okay. we like never More than happy to smart sending. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't even know why smart sending is a thing. Like we just, we, we send out Turn smart sending like, off. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, like we did that and like, that's actually a really good call. We're going to do that for black Friday too. And like, that was a huge, huge driver of sales. And then we launched on Friday to everybody and also had like a, a really good weekend of sales. Um, so one of the things with selling supplements, which, you know, we're like a tea that also has a lot of different benefits within it. So it's like in this like gray area of like food and supplements, but, um, Athleisure you know, whenever your supplements, Not exactly. Sure. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but whenever you're like, whenever you're doing that, you have to nail two things, which is trust and believability. And, um, that was one of the things that we really drove home on Monday. Cause like my co-founder's dad's one of the top acupuncturists in California. He's like a TCM expert, which is incredible. Like he helped with the blends of all the different formulas and like what's TCM TCM is traditional Chinese medicine. Oh, got it. So it's, yeah. Yeah. So they've been like in business for over 30 years, importing all these different types of like ginseng and functional mushrooms, adaptogens, like, that's really helped us get a leg up, I think, um, because we, our blends and our teas are just like so unique that like people have never tried it before. And they're also really effective. Um, so, you know, we really put that within 
not only our emails, but also our ads. And I think that like a lot of brands, you know, think about the offer, but think about also like how, like how you're different. So like, that was one of the things that we had to do when we introduced the nighttime tea of like, there's a lot of sleepy time teas, there's melatonin, there's sleeping pills, there's all these different things, but like, how is moon brew different from all of these? So we really honed in on that within the the email campaign. And even like on Monday, when we did the launch email, like that was a plain text email for me, like didn't show what the packaging looked like, didn't show anything within that. Um, the packaging looks great. Like it looks awesome. Yeah, the packaging. Yeah. Like I have it right here actually too. And it's just like super cool. Like has Please. gradients. My, my co-founder Alan did a great job with that. He did the packaging. Um, no yeah. Way. He did the packaging. Yeah. So that's like, hilarious. He nailed it on that side. And um, he's currently driving down to LA right now to fulfill all these orders from Moon Brew, which like, <laughs> he's a total hustler and, and crushes it. Nice. So yeah, like, you have to like nail trust and believability and like all that stuff. And now a quick break for a word from our sponsor, Recharge. The subscription market is predicted to grow to nearly $500 billion by 2025. As a fast growing area in commerce, subscriptions hold tremendous opportunities to build a community of customers who share your values. Recharge is the leading subscription management solution helping e-commerce merchants of all sizes launch and scale subscription offerings. Recharge powers the growth of over 15,000 subscription merchants and their communities, turning one-time transactions into long-term customer relationships. Whether you're a direct-to-consumer business or an omni-channel brand, subscriptions strengthen your brand's relationship with your customers and make it easy for consumers to make repeat purchases. With subscriptions, merchants are able to experience predictable revenue, increased customer loyalty, and higher average order values. Turn transactions into relationships and experience seamless subscription commerce with Recharge. Get started today with the subscription payment solution trusted by over 50 million subscribers worldwide by heading over to rechargepayments.com forward slash e-commerce leaders. And now back to the show. So like speaking of, you know, the storytelling, differentiating the tea when there are so many, you know, you're competing against, you know, melatonin gummies, actual sleeping pills, other nighttime teas. How did you, you have this, you know, awesome co-founder, his family has a great story. Like, how did you weave that into the launch and then like use that to differentiate your product? So we include that a lot within, within the copy for the launch campaign. We include that within the FAQ section of like what makes Moon Brew different. Um, and then we highlight that in the top part of the um, of the hero images. So I think that like one of the things that we try and do on our hero images is every single hero image that we have should be like a potential Facebook ad that we can run. Obviously you need like the supplement facts label and some of these other things, but like, I think that like you need to constantly sell even when someone lands on your website and like the, if you look at any type of hot jar or Microsoft clarity data, you'll see that like when people scroll through or like when people land on your website, the first thing they do is scroll through your hero images. So you have to continue that within there. So we talk about like um, how we're different than sleeping pills. Like our audience skews very, a lot older um, and oh, they, 
yeah, they like suffer from from bad sleep the the most, especially as you get older. Like it, it gets even the really new brew customers, like they're they're skipping the afternoon coffee because they struggle sleeping at night, but they still want something. So that's why they bought into Noon Brew originally. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's so interesting. Noon Brew definitely I mean, makes helps sense. within like the the sleep aspect of it. We had a lot of new customers, which is interesting for Moon Brew that were on our Clavio list. Um, but yeah, like there's, I mean. A third, over a third of adults experience insomnia at some point within their lives. Um, and what's really interesting about like the sleep market is that there's not a clear winner. It's such a big market, but like if you ask people like what they do for sleep or like what they use for for their sleep, like no one has a default answer. Like if I say like, hey, like you know what type of coffee do you drink? Like everyone's like, Oh, like I drink Starbucks or I'll, I'll drink Devotion or I'll drink La Cologne or whatever it might be. Um, but if you ask them about sleep, like there's not really that like clear number one winner. So we think that it's a huge market and like um, going back to your question on like, how do we, how do we put like the, the TCM? How do we put like the differentiator within there? Like you have to be really thoughtful um, of that, but it also has to be very intentional and you have to highlight that in every single thing that you do. Yeah. And I think this is really exciting because like what you're saying too is, and I think part of why Moonbrew is so successful and those people were hanging out on your list, but didn't buy it is like evening tea is such a common ritual that exists with people already. Um, the afternoon coffee does too, but like even more people who drink tea, drink it before bed, even compared to, you know, drinking it when they wake up necessarily. Um, so I think that makes a ton of sense. And then like filling the gap and then branding it in, um, yeah, I, I feel like most, it's like people struggle, most people struggle with sleep at some point, like you're saying too. And I feel like the go-to solution is just like, you know, just up the dosage of your melatonin gummies. Um, <laughs> yeah, which you should not do. And also like you shouldn't be yeah. taking melatonin every single day or every single night. And like so we tried to develop a tea and we did develop a tea that you can take every single night um and like you shouldn't be taking sleeping pills every single night you shouldn't be taking melatonin every single night um because it develops this dependency and like if you get off of it you have rebound insomnia which is not good or like you can't have rebound insomnia um so yeah we really tried to develop an all-natural tea that like you can take every single night like a set like 75 percent up to 75 percent of uh, adults are magnesium deficient. So we have magnesium within there too. And um, one of the things that we focus on and we try and focus on with both Noonbrew and Moonbrew is like creating life-changing products. And like, if you Gotta start can there. improve someone's sleep, like you change their lives, like you change how they go to bed at night and you also change how they wake up. Um, so that is like a really big foundational strategy that we always take whenever we're, we're thinking about new ways to expand great product is so underrated i don't know yeah. how it, it makes everything else easier yeah, yeah i mean i think you know advertising was so easy that you just like take an existing product make it look cool the d to cification <laughs> make, yeah. it, make it a normal product i feel like a lot of the original startups were like d to c startups were like you're just in your bathroom brushing your teeth you're like hmm, what could i what could i redo right um, yeah and, like, and just open you know, up my medicine cabinet Exactly. And it's like, you know, let's, let's like repackage and rebrand this better. Um, but, um, no great product. And, and even like sitting here listening to you, like all the different solutions and problems, like there's so many different hooks you could test and ads you could test and run, like even coming at it, not even from a T perspective, but it's like, you know, you shouldn't be taking melatonin every night. And if you, but the problem is if you cut it off, then you're going to rebound and have rebound insomnia. 
if only there was a better way, you know, introducing right. green brew, whatever. And like, I didn't even, I mean, this is probably like dumb of me to say, but it's like, you know, I didn't even realize like, you know, the rebound insomnia and like all these different things, even the magnesium thing. Like if you just teach people what they need to sleep better, I feel like we're so deprived of like everyday nutrients and just like normal habits that humans have, you know, grown up with for thousands of years that enabled us to sleep really well and <laughs> survive. Yeah. As like normal human beings now it's like we're staring at the sun on our phone for like hours before we pass out and like all these things that are bad i feel like even the education aspect like that's part of your product too and the more you do that then you go after you go from targeting those like three percent of people who are interested and ready to buy to like the hundred percent of people who like they might not be in the market for it but way more people are having trouble sleeping than are looking for a nighttime tea and like having a great product where you can touch all those people and you know pull them into yeah. the ecosystem i mean that's a huge brand Oh yeah. I mean like rebound insomnia is definitely huge for sleeping pills. It's less, less so on the melatonin side, but like it definitely happens, especially if you up your dose. And I think that like the, um, the interesting challenge is like, how do you, how do you hit on a lot of those different points while still having one big idea? You know, like you want to have one big idea with your ads. You want to have one big idea with your, your landing page so people can grasp onto it. So it makes like a really interesting challenge, but also like there's a lot of opportunity within that. And like, since we last spoke, like we, you know, when we were launching Honey, it was like Alan and I, um, and we had, I think like maybe one customer service rep and like one intern, but now we have a team of about 10 to 12. And that allows us to, that allows Alan and I to take a step back and work on the business instead of working in the business. And we're going to be doing all of that stuff with the educational content. Um, and we have a lot of stuff that we're planning for 2023 that like before, you know, like this black Friday, like last black Friday, I sent out an email um, that I made the night before and it like had our best day ever of sales, which was <laughs> great, but like we didn't prepare at all for it. And you're like so this... far ahead of first time founders though, like normally they send it day of like, yeah. you're like I made it the night before you're already ahead of 75% of people on their first black Friday. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it like, I mean, it, it did. Okay. It did. All right. It was, yeah. it was exciting at that time, you know, but like now like yeah. we're, we've been preparing for this moment for a while. And like, even so like yeah. we were talking before the call, it's like, we know that there's going to be like a nice spike in sales for black Friday, but like all of our attention right now is on Q1 and like, how do we, how do we crush it for uh new year, new me, like all these different types of rituals that people want to get into in the new year. Um, that is like our main focus right now. I love it. Like, it's so easy to take your eye off the ball and just be distracted by, you know, the current quarter, which is really important. But at the same time, you can't you just wake up on January 5th and then like, come up with the playbook and have everything ready to go. Like you really have to start doing that now. I even feel like totally. budgets are finalized late. Like I know a lot of budgets are finalized, aren't even finalized yet for Q1. And it's like, come on guys, you should really be going and, and, and figuring out what you're, you should already know what you're doing. I know it's so easy to say, and there's so much going on, but I do think like next year is going to be an interesting year. Um, just like this year was, but if you can know that and see it in advance, it's like, all right, let's, let's take things up a notch. Let's fill the gaps in our website. Let's fill the gaps in our lifecycle marketing. Let's fill the gaps and test, continue to test and optimize our ads. What, what are things you're thinking about in 2023? Obviously leaning into that like new year, new me angle, but, uh, anything else that you're thinking about next year? Yeah, so I think like the big thing that we're we're really focusing on is how to be seasonal with our approach. So like when we launched Moonbrew, like we launched Moonbrew on Halloween. 
And that was like a really good super cool way of like tying in Halloween to moon brew and all of that. And like, um, we just did a photo shoot for Q1. Um, and like, we're going to be doing a lot of, you know, new year, new me type of stuff. But like, I think that your ads have to have to change with the seasons. So like, it's going to become a lot colder. So we're going to be showing Moonbrew is not like as an iced tea, but as a hot tea, same with Moonbrew, like we're going to be showing it as a hot tea. So like, um, and even like our superfood honey, we're going to show how you can make that with oatmeal. Like a lot of people like to eat oatmeal in the, um, in the winter time. So like you have to meet people where they're at, um, instead of having like the same marketing the entire year. And like, it's really tough when you're just starting out because I mean, you have to do everything yourself and like, it's hard to like think ahead when you're just working so much within your business. But like when you do have that opportunity to start thinking like what you want to do three to four months out. um, Yeah. Like you can, you can plan a lot better. So like right now we are doing like the budgeting for, for Q1 and being like, all right, like, wow, we want to hit these goals. Like what is our operational expenses? Like what are our cogs within that? Like what are our margins? And like, if we want to have an EBIT of X, like how do we get to that? Um, Like, what do we think that our ad costs are going to be based off of historical data. And like, do we think that like this impending recession is going to drive down ad inventory? Like probably like it's going to price a lot of people out of the market that like, we're just not efficient with their ads in the past. So like, can we get like, some more efficiency by just having better, um, better ad spend? Or like if we're going to be spending a lot more on ads um, this Q1 versus the previous one, like, are we going to, just have to pay more for those impressions. So like there's a lot of different things that we're thinking about um, within that, but yeah, it's a lot of planning. And like I tell my team, it's like, we don't want to be caught flat footed going into the last week of the year. Like we want to make sure everything is ramped up to that point. And like, we're ramping everything up for the next six to seven weeks. So that by the time Q5 hits in December 26, like everything drops in terms of the ad prices, like we're ready to go. And what do you mean ramping up, like getting your creatives ready, getting your ads ready, spending more through this quarter? Or what does that look like? I think that's yep. the right way to think about it too. Yeah. So like um, we just hired a few people for the partnership side. So like they're getting set up on affiliates. So we're you know going to be reaching out to a bunch of different influencers to, to partner with. We're going to be buying a bunch of newsletter buys. Like email newsletters are an interesting channel that we're going to be really like going headfirst into within Q1. Have you sponsored so like, any before? Yeah. 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 So we, um, we sponsored some and we're also like in talks with sponsoring more of them. And like, now that we have a, a funnel that allows us to, um, to have a higher AOV, like we could really see that as like a big channel going forward within that, like direct mail buys. So basically like getting all of our creatives in all these different areas and all of our partners ramped up and like getting the employees ramped up too. So like, you know, they need to be familiar with swap stack, which we're using for newsletter buys or um, social snowball, which we're using for affiliates. Like we're going to be doing giveaway campaigns. So like, you know, the first week of January, new year, new me, like we might give away an Apple watch or a whoop to like whoever refers the most. Um, and like being able to educate customers on how they can refer their, their, uh, their friends and family. Like that's really big. And even like within the holiday season, like doing holiday bundles of our 10 serving travel pack, like we did a photo shoot last Thursday and we had, we included that within there, but like last year, like we didn't do anything in terms of that. So like, um, you know, just 
being prepared and like trying to fire on all cylinders. And a lot of that is just like planning out what the next few months look like and um, making sure that everyone has that mindset of like, Hey, like I'm working on this stuff today, but like, this is really going to be leveraged like six to eight weeks from now. Yeah. And it's like just as urgent as if we needed it next week. I feel like that's the hardest part of planning ahead is it's like, well, we got three months. And so it's like, you know, if you're down to the wire, you always get it done down to the wire. But if you have so much time to do it, it's so much harder to be on it. But um, it's so important. Like the brands that we work with that grow super fast versus the ones that like, you know, grow normal, I guess you could say, you know, Black Friday is coming every year and like not having the creative until the last minute, like not that much has changed. Like you're probably selling the same products. It's going to be the same bestsellers. You could have gotten that creative in September. You could have gotten it in July, to be honest. Um, Heck, you could get it in January and just save it till next holiday. Uh, but, um, no, it's so hard to have that discipline, but it is so important. And I feel like it gets knocked also. Um, and I know we're starting to run out of time, but it's like, oh, like, no, don't plan too much. Just move, just move. And it's like, yeah, but if you're moving in the wrong direction or you trip or you get distracted, it just, it's not going to be as effective if you know, like, Hey, here's our actual growth plan. And then you follow it versus just, you know, flying by the seat of your your pants, which you can't do anymore. You used to be able to back with when Facebook ads was just like, money printer. Um, but unfortunately it's not the case, but, um, it's been awesome to, to watch you grow. Um, I don't know any last thoughts or or words of advice you want to add on. I know I just said a lot, but, and we're running out of time here and I have another call, but, uh, yeah, (laughs) anything, (laughs) anything else you want to add on? No, I think that like that was, I think that was good. It's been nice being able to document this journey on the the wave break podcast. Cause I know that we, we had, Originally spoke when we were a lot smaller, um, and like I mean, ten thousand, like ten thousand customers. Yeah, so like yeah. we've definitely grown a lot since then. And like, I how think many that, customers now? Can you say or no? Uh, over fifty thousand. Yeah, yeah. Wow, um, over fifty thousand. Yeah. yeah. Um, how many million servings? Uh, probably like six or seven million. I would say we're actually going to be doing. Dude, you got to update the soon. website. It's I know. Three million. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And I talked with my operations guy. Um, Your last competitors about, are like, like, oh, great. They're not growing either. Right. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll up it. We'll definitely up it. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's been a fun journey. So we'll do, a, we'll do another one of these after like the whole madness of Black Friday and, and Q5 sure. end. And then we can see how, how, uh, how we've come since then. Let's do it. And uh, in the meantime, we all struggle sleeping this time of year. So where can we go to learn more about Moonbrew? Just go to moonbrew.co. It redirects you. So yeah, Amazing. moonbrew, M-O-O-N-B-R-E-W.co. Moonbrew.co. Check it out. Andrew, thanks so much for coming on the show again. Sweet. Thanks, Ellen. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Waybreak Podcast. If you're not subscribed on iTunes or Spotify, go hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. And if you're not on our email list, go sign up at wavebreak.co slash join. You'll join other e-commerce leaders at brands like Skims, Cartier, and Walmart, and thousands more learning exactly what's working in e-commerce right now. You won't want to miss it. Sign up at wavebreak.co slash join. It's free. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Waybreak Podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you.